Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. All right, here we are, Spike's Car Radio, still making shows here. It's uh, March 15th. It's Sunday. We're uh, out at Bill's. Bill's still open. Bill's still healthy. Um, Roads empty. Uh, everybody home watching movies. I saw maybe three or four. I think, you know, Zuckerman's here with me. I think, Zuckerman, the car hobby, uh, not the car sales hobby, but the car hobby uniquely suited to uh, the pandemic, don't you think? We, social distancing, my friend. You yeah, can be alone in, the, in your car. <laughs> it's what I think we liked about this originally. Um, we have, uh, in a minute, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang here with Zuckerman for a little while, and then I'm going down to Santa Monica Airport to give you guys a tour of iconic motorbikes auctions. You may recall a few episodes back, Jerry and I were walking in Santa Monica Airport. We saw a hangar full of motorcycles. We went inside. We, we saw the bring-a-trailer of motorcycles being built. Well, the guy who started it all, Adam Trump, is going to give me an exclusive tour of what's going on down there, tell us what's going on in the motorcycle world, and tell you about his site. It's going to be super fun. I'll bring all of you there, and it should be a good time. But first, Zuckerman, here we are. Um, you know, I'll tell you, you know, you're not privy to any of the behind-the-scenes show stuff here at Spikes Car Radio, right? This will be, I believe, let's see, one, two. This will be our third uh, show, okay, into this pandemic. I'm not sure we can continue doing it. I mean, we can. You and I can. Um, but I think the booking of guests is going to get a little more difficult because all of television production here in Los Angeles and around the world and movie production is just shut down, right? Everything's shut down. And I would say, you know, guessing from the, 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 the landscape, the things changing hourly, that Pretty much the rest of L.A. is going to be like, you know, New York, Milan, Wuhan soon, right? We're about a week away from that. So just listeners, we'll do our best job to uh, keep the show going. We'll try to put out a show every week. I'm not sure we're going to be able to do it. I did. Here's one good thing. Everybody's home. Like, we're all home now. A lot of There are a lot of celebrities in my neighborhood. I bumped into one of them. I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm, I, he said he'd do the show. I think he's, and I and I set up a podcasting studio in my house, kind of like Mark Marin style. You know that little office I have yeah, over yeah. the garage. I bought some equipment. It's up there. It's ready to go, and we can call in. Remember the one, when when the car got stolen, we were doing a call in show with each other. That worked too. Well, the call in show isn't going to work without our podcast one studio because now <laughs> Hangar Fifty Six is producing the show. Oh. <laughs> it's sweet. That's the one thing I had to give up in the separation from Podcast One. Even though we're still on Podcast One, we haven't uh, put together that podcasting studio yet. But I, but by the way, I don't think we need. By the, we don't need to because it does. I, I don't like phone calls. I don't think they work as well as being in person like this. I don't disagree with you. This chemistry, Ferriston. We have chemistry. We have together. chemistry. But anyway, here we are. 
on the Ides of March. You realize this is the Ides of March. All those centuries ago, in the Ides of March, Caesar crossing the Rubicon, getting stabbed, a two brute. All Give of that. Give me your. <clears throat> You know, I meant to call some of our buddies about uh, to see what was going on in the world of car sales, but I'm going to just guess nothing. <laughs> Nothing's for sale. Nothing. Nothing, right? What is, uh, what, how is Zuckerman prepared? I'll, I'll tell everybody about me, but what, it, you know, because you and I are of the variety of men out there. I'm sure there are a lot of you guys out there, too, who are just like, just keep going, keep working until you got to tell me to stop, right? But tell me what you're doing. Okay. I'll, I'll take you through my week. Okay. There was a moment very early in the week that um, I started to feel this generalized, horrible anxiety <laughs> that the world was coming to an end, and, and I was losing my mind. Was then, it day or night? It was in the morning, actually. Interesting, because my was, days feel great, but right around 8 o'clock at night, I start reading Twitter and I start to lose it. When, they, when I see things like Hoboken was just shut down, which, by the way, they should have done a long time ago. Bum, bum, bum. Thank you. No, sorry, friends yes. in New Jersey. But when I see that stuff and I see the, the wave coming across at night, I have trouble. But you're saying in the day. This guy got up in the morning and I started to assess my day, as I do in the morning. When I get up in the morning, I'm transitioning from sleeping guy to Zuckerman, the lawyer guy, right. the businessman. And I was starting to go through the mental checklist. It's like a checklist for an airplane, the business. And I'm going through all of the systems of my business world. And I started to think about cash flow, all of these things, getting sick, disease, and I started to have palpitations. <laughs> I, and, 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 I was, no, and I was sick, Are you too, in your underpants looking in the mirror? I'm now getting you, dressed, and, I, and mind you, I'm a little bit sick. just heard that, though. You were sick. I was no, a little you bit look, sick. You and I both got a cold about 10 right. days ago, right? A head right. cold. You gave it to me. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, you did. And I think Wuhan John Stevens coming back from New York gave it to you. Yes, and that's entirely possible. But but, no, but now don't be fooled into thinking that you had this thing because you did I, not. I don't. I didn't have it. No, I'm not fooled into thinking I had it. Right. I didn't have guys a fever. like you I get this. Have, you're done. I <laughs> <laughs> I give a phlegmy cough. <laughs> so I want you to wash your hands. And the I'm, world needs Zuckerman around. Yeah. So listen. So okay. then I started to really think about this, and then I, I, I took a, I backed up from the subjective feeling of doom, which is easy to have, yes. and I went up to 40,000 feet, and I said, okay, how is this really going to affect me? Other than normal precautions, I can't really avoid the virus unless I go into my own hibernation. And, but that said, chances are... The vast majority of us are not getting it. And then chances are, if you do get it, you're going to be okay. But what is Keep really going Keep in mind, going Zuckerman is to, not a doctor. Yes. But what's really, <laughs> but what, what's, what, what will invariably happen. Yes. And what will invariably happen is a cash liquidity crunch for me and my firm. And Now, once, hold on. For, that's pretty much for everybody. I yes. mean, you just heard me say all of film and right. television production, everything is shut down. Right. Right. So, so I'll tell you, as a personal injury lawyer, in all likelihood, the courts will suspend jury trials because that's a large gathering of people. That's already When you go to pick yeah. a jury, there's a, the jury room is filled with a couple hundred people. Right. And you can't have that. Well, tr trial dates <clears throat> fuel settlements and resolutions. So without that, we're probably going to slow down. And also... 
the insurance companies are financial giants. They're part of the financial system. If there's a financial meltdown, they will not be paying out money. So I said, okay, this is what I have to think about. And what I have to think about is how to have cash reserves on hand. And then I set that up. And having taken control of that and having assured the future of my firm in this crisis, now I feel that I can say, whatever's going to happen, I'm okay. I did what I could do, Ferris, and that's the point. What about, like, the people in the office? I kind of, you know, you have an office situation, right? You're keeping the office open? Yes. Okay. You're just going to have people work. What is the situation where you would shut that down? If someone's sick, they just you go home. Yes, and we told everybody you got to use, you got to take normal, sane precautions. Use a lot of Purell. <laughs> Don't be swapping spit with your with your employees. And if you feel sick, stay <coughs> home for Christ's sakes. Just stay home. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Everything's going to close. And then if it all closes here's, down, it closes down. Here's here's what uh, here's kind of like what I think about it because I've seen some families here like they're taking off from L.A. and I'm like, don't don't leave. You gotta stay. First of all, he, we're a little spoiled here in West LA, right? It's been bad because it's been a little rainy. But when it's sunny, we can go for walks. We can go outside. We can go for. But we can do these solitary, fun outdoor things, right? Right. But I don't understand the people who are fleeing because you know you know what it like. You ever get You're sick on vacation? It with you, the zombies are coming with you. Whenever you get sick on vacation. You don't. You go. Who do I call? Like all of your the people you know, all yes. the favors you can cash in. Like when it really goes down and we're locked in our houses, we can call Bill up and go. Look, we're gonna bring s- us food. We're coming here in our scooters at midnight. The police won't see us. Give us a side of beef, <laughs> right? <laughs> Bill's gonna help us out if he lives, right? If he lives, he's look in at that him. age group. He just touched. His I have face. a question. Look, for Bill you. just touched his face four times as he's serving. Yeah, he's going to be an epicenter. The he's CDC a, will be here any minute. He's a super spreader. So, so well, anyway, look, we have to do Watch of the Week before we get too deep into this. People are getting enough of this uh, virus stuff. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, Zuckerman. Maybe not. But I, I'm laughing at, at people saying it's a hoax. I'm laughing at people hyping it. I'm laughing at all the fear. I'm laughing at all the toilet paper. Yes. I love the way humans try to control this uncontrollable thing. Right. Like, Which is I what think I you and I are almost about. better suited to, <clears throat> and a lot of people just letting, accepting this thing that's going to wash over us and it's going to play out the way it plays out, right. no matter what you believe or what you do or whether you buy toilet paper. It's going to play out the way it plays out, right? It's a lot that's of toilet it. paper. But cars, but cars are here for you. Get in your car. Go out for a drive. Enjoy yourself. It's time for uh, Watch of the Week, Zuckerman. What do you got? Crown of Caliber, our friends at crownofcaliber.com, one of our biggest sponsors, our only sponsor for this episode. I'm keeping them down so there aren't so many commercials. They have sent us the Watch of the Week. Sometimes I pick it. Sometimes they pick it. I sent an email last night to Jonathan, who runs uh, Crown of Caliber. He said, you've got to do this watch, and here it is, Zuckerman. You ready for it? Do 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 do. <laughs> like that. <laughs> do 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 do. The Hublot Big Bang Unico 45 millimeter. Look at this thing. That is a watch that will survive <laughs> COVID 19. This is your Armageddon watch. Limited and numbered edition, 25 pieces only. In tribute to the opening of the Hublot Texas Boutique. 
<laughs> and look, look, Zuckerman. It's got the, look at the dial it has on it. It's got a skeleton dial. That's what they call those. But with also with the Ferrari horse right there. The case back is red, white, and blue colors in tribute to the Texas flag. Our friends in Texas need this watch. It's a Ferrari-branded watch with the Ferrari prancing horse figurine logo applied to the dial at the 9 o'clock position. What do you think of this, Zuckerman? I would wear this to the country club. Absolutely, (laughs) Swiggins. Let me tell you what Jonathan said about the watch where he wore it. He said, uh, oh, he said he wore it to Barrett Jackson. It's a he it's said a it's a Barrett Jackson watch. Percent sure, right. Um, remember, Crown and Caliber is not just our friends; they're your friends. They're helping out Spikes Car Radio uh, with their watch of the week. If you want to find this Hublot Big Bang Unico forty-five millimeter men's watch, Bang. go to Crown and Caliber right now. They don't just buy watches. They sell them. Wait, I said that backwards. <laughs> they don't just sell watches. It's the virus sucker. I can't yeah, think straight. I'm not just the president. <clears throat> but they buy too. and they sell watches. They have all the brands you care about. Rolex, Breitling, Omega, Tag, Paddock. They are a trusted source for buying pre-owned uh, watches. Truly risk-free. Free shipping. Free returns. And a one-year warranty. Swiss certified watchmakers as well as technicians and refinishers. There you go. Guess what? Little birthday present for you guys. I don't know why it's a birthday present. Why? Pandemic present. Spike 175. Memorize that code. Spike 175 on all watches over 2K. If you're going to buy a watch today, Spike 75 is the code you want to use. Who's, is that, whose phone is that? I think that's here. I think that is, is Bill's it, phone. Is that Bill's phone? But isn't that the Halloween theme? <laughs> what? what is it, it, that's the ring they have here? It's from the movie Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> Very Billy. Nice phone, mm. Billy. No, no, we're good. I, I wish but I'm you hungry. Were. Yeah, make us some. All right. Okay. That, that's Bill. That's Bill shrieking on the other Did side. Did you of the see country. Bill had his own shirt with blip shift? Do you think he ripped us off? <laughs> Remember when you were a kid? <clears throat> you were a kid and you went over to the dealer's house to get your little bag of weed and you told your friend, wait in the car, wait in the car. And then next week you go over to get your little nickel bag of weed and your friend's already back in the house. He cut you out and he's in yeah. the house making his he own cut out moves, the middle making man. his own plays. Yeah, yeah. That's I what he did so. to you. Not really. No, the blip shift guys were out here, and uh, we all met, Matt Farah and I and Bill, and they offered Bill a T-shirt. I'm happy for him. I, I want him to, mm. to, to have a shirt. I think he's you warning th- in on your action. Well, look, he already made 800 hats that he made me pay for and sold, and I haven't seen a dime for those. So <laughs> I don't know where. 8,000. <laughs> I don't know where the money for those went. <laughs> we know. But I know I paid him. I see some up there. They're almost sold out, and I haven't seen a dime from it. What is mm. that all about, Zuckerman? Mm. <clears throat> well, that's why we don't pay for breakfast every once in a while. Every Yep, just to let him know that we know. <laughs> we know, Bill. <laughs> we know about the hat game. Oh, boy. Yeah, <sighs> it's, it's strange times indeed, Ferris. But you know what? It's, and it's also raining, which adds to the feeling of doom around here. Yeah, really? Are raining. you sensitive to that? Because I am. Of course. Seasonal affective disorder. When we when we when we set the clocks back to the way it should be, and we have more daylight, I'm very happy. Except ever since that happened, it's been raining. It's been shitty. I know. I didn't even want to get in one of the cars this morning. I got in the truck, and they Range Rover and drove it here. I'm driving the uh, E39 M5. I find that to be the right car for the rain. Right. 
What is the right car for the pandemic, Zuckerman? Let's just talk about that. I think it's going to be the Myers Manx, right? A you know dune buggy. Because I. <laughs> with a shotgun? Yes. Yeah, you can ride shotgun. Right. I have friends who are like getting their guns ready, and it's like, well, what, what's the scenario there that I, you're worried about? I have a friend who lives in a very tony area of, of L.A. How much do you want to talk about that? Well, I'm just going to say, he's a dear friend of mine, and he always is prepared for the worst. He has one of these vehicles that you can drive all over the earth without a road, and he also ah. has some firearms, and he also went out and bought some percussion grenades <laughs> smoke bombs and and i think that there was grenades with bb's in them too and uh, you need those you need the, the bb grenades could be fatal right a bb grenade could kill you right oh look at this bill bought breakfast <clears throat> bill we yes, we're we doing did. a show you can't talk to him we can't hear you yes it's a hard for these people listening all right, there he goes. Crabby, crabby. I know. It doesn't matter. He just said that. It doesn't matter to all of our listeners. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm gonna anyway. Take, speaking of, I get a call. I get one of those robocalls about the Social Security. Yep. That, that I need to come, that, that they're going to seize my accounts and I'm going to go My favorite call to get. Yeah. Yes. And so, and it says, call this 800 <clears throat> number. And I call the 800 number and a guy. You by, called it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's the one thing you're not supposed to no, do. No, no, no. I Because they charge you $300 for the call. I'd like to see that come through on my bill. That would be fun. <laughs> and I got, I got a Mr. Lee on the telephone. Right. And he told me that I needed to go I bring my wife, my, da- my daughter, and my mother to this place in Houston. And uh, and and then come with money too. I don't know why I needed to bring those three people, but he said I need to bring mother, wife, and daughter, and money to pay in Houston. And I started to laugh, and I said to Mister Lee, "Really, does anybody, does anybody fall, fall for, for this?" this? Yeah. And he's and he laughed. He goes, "Yeah, a lot of stupid people just like you." <laughs> 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 I do this all the time. I I take every one of those calls yeah. and press one and yeah. and lead them on for a while to have fun with them, yeah. just to get to that moment. Uh, they 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 get especially vicious. It's not you know a lot of times it's guys in India, but they always go, the way they tell you they don't know how to swear at you. They always go fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, no, and guy. then you laugh, and you go what they go what are you laughing at? I go that's not how to get angry with someone. He said to me, he said. You come here. I'm going to slap you with my ball. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is what they do. I'm going to s- <laughs> slap you with my ball. <laughs> exactly. They're threats, and you laugh. And uh, I wanted to have him on the show. I found him highly No, no. Every one of these guys does this, Zuckerman. They have that little edge. And if you can – here's what I believe. Like, I like this break because I'm usually in my office writing. <laughs> I great. love – Taking the break, putting them on speaker, and having a little fun with them. But I also feel like in that 20 minutes, if I can keep him going, he's not ripping off any old people, right? Right. And then my payoff for that is that moment. That I moment. slap you with my <clears throat> ball. Right. You know, you just say, when they ask you to get on your computer and they say, go to the line and press this, they go, okay, what do you see now? And I always go, I see two guys blowing each other. And they go, what? I see gay porn. <laughs> oh, fuck you, fuck you. And they start swearing. And then if the, they always stay on after they do that. Like, they tell you to fuck off. 
and then they stay on the line. Because they're an, bored. They want to have fun. Ferris. Yeah, they so do. They're looking for a friend. Mr. Lee could have been and my I was, friend. He was very entertaining. All right. Let's see how far we can go with these guys. Let's see if you or I can actually get one to be our friend so we can call him up and talk to him and have him on the show. Yes. Right. And I'm going to tell all the listeners, I slap you with my ball. <laughs> I slap you with, with my, my ball. All right, friends, here I am on the rainy tarmac at Santa Monica Airport, where uh, I think maybe about two months ago I was walking with my fellow host, Jerry Seinfeld, over to the porn hangar for a cigar. <clears throat> and we looked at uh, Hangar 6 here. And it was, the door was open, it was nighttime, there was a young man working on what looked like 200 motorcycles. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful motorcycles. Bissimota, Ducati, Hondas from the 80s, racing bikes. Of course, that uh, old Husqvarna from Steve McQueen, the 400. The, uh, we stopped and chatted with this gentleman, he was a mechanic, and he was working for a new outfit called Iconic Motorbikes Auctions. Iconic Motorbikes Auctions turns out to be the bring a trailer of motorcycles. And here I am today on a Friday in the middle of a coronavirus uh, crisis, standing in the rain, about to walk into this hangar and chat with Adam Trump, who's going to tell us all about this place. I'm going to give you a little audio tour. I can tell you what I'm looking at right now is, let's see, in that first row, it's about, uh, gosh, 20 bikes. And there's six rows. <laughs> there's so many motorcycles in this hangar. Um, and in the back, there's a little corrugated steel office. There's a gentleman standing. I hope he won't proffer his hand. He knows you're not supposed to shake hands, right? <laughs> you're Adam, right? <laughs> there's no hugging. There's no any of it. Here you go. Adam Trump. Nice to meet you. Meet the Spikes Car Radio guys. You're going to have to hold that mic right up to your mouth. All right. Perfect. Sounds great. Here, come on. Let's go sit down here. You have a nice place to sit down. Just watch the wire here. If you guys could see what's going on here, he's kind of he's tethered to me because I have this uh, portable podcasting pack on my hip like a gun, right? Isn't that what it looks like? <laughs> That's right. That's, we're in an airport. I feel pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> pretty stupid looking. <laughs> But uh, it'll give us here if you hold the mic just like this. If you, you give it. us the, it'll give us the opportunity to walk around and uh, talk about motorcycles. Perfect. And, and yeah. just keep in mind that obviously there's no camera here, so we have to describe motorcycles. But first, you know, um, I first heard about you from your mechanic. I think walking by here with Jerry Seinfeld. Tell us what this is, because now I've subscribed to your site. And am I wrong in saying this is the bringer trailer of motorcycles? Uh, that's pretty much what we're looking at. I mean, they're a little bit more of a car kind of thing. And uh, obviously well, we're focused on motorcycles more so than that. Also, I, uh, I don't want to throw them under the bus, but I never really like the term bring a trailer. It doesn't really kind of call out uh, the kind of thing I'm shooting for. So. What, what is the thing you're shooting for? Well, tell us. What, where, where is, I don't know anything about you, Adam, but where does it start? What are, what are you? Where do you live? What's going on? Who are you? So I, li <laughs> I live in Marina Del Rey here, and I okay. also live in Rhode Island. Okay. And we're in we, Rhode Island. And Bristol. I'm building oh, a little yeah. house there with my own hands, so it's almost done. No way. Yeah, and wow. the premise of that house is uh, not only to get out of the California mania, but more so just to have a, like a skipping spot to get over to... Europe and things like that to see some of my collector base. Now, um, why did you pick Bristol, Rhode Island? I'm from Massachusetts. I was born in Fall River, which is nearby. Okay. Uh, oddly enough, uh, we had no intention of buying another house. My wife and I went there to see her best friend to hang out one way, and uh, 
I saw a house on the water for what a shack would cost here in <laughs> L.A., and uh, they told me it was a teardown, and I, I saw the potential, and I just snapped it up. Now, so. not many of us would just renovate a house. How, how are you quali- Are you doing it yourself? Everything, yeah. Everything. Everything. Now, what, you have a background in construction? Uh, no, actually, I was an executive uh, for 15 years for a toy manufacturer in Asia, and then uh, kind of retired out of that. Before that, I was in logistics for 10 years for all the freight companies, Yellow Freight, all that did sales, operations. Uh-huh. And in the meantime, I've always had a, te- a knack for building things, building bikes, racing bikes. And uh, building homes was one of my things. I just like to read and watch shows. And I just I kind of started flipping some homes on the backside, too, when I can't sleep, which was pretty much every day. So, yeah. <laughs> it's so easy yeah. to build a house, yeah. a home. <laughs> yeah, this, this one's a special one. It's right in the water. It was sinking on one side. We put in uh, about 16 foundation jacks. My wife and I raised it up. And, wow. Yeah, it's and your wife knows how to do this, too. Yeah, she's a Hollywood... Uh-oh. I just blew a breaker. That's okay. We're, we'll be all right. You had the portable heater on, so, yeah. so Adam was very nice to put a portable heater on, and I thought, well, it's going to be noisy. Then I sat down. I go, boy, this is nice. <laughs> Sorry and then the breaker here at Santa Monica, it, it's okay. The whole country's breaking down, right? Yeah, I think we'll. So, I think we'll be. We'll live. We're going to be okay. Um, so uh, your wife and you are building this house. Yeah. You, you, where did you grow up? I was born in Australia. In Australia, and, uh, pretty much traveled the world. Never had much of a chance to go to school, so I self, right? self-taught. And and, uh, and you were riding bikes in Australia. What did uh, you- no, I came here young, so I started riding bikes in the states uh, when I was eight first, and then I kind of went back into street bikes when I was like fourteen. And you always so. did all the work yourself, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So where does the idea for this operation come from? Because uh, sh- I know uh, my friend uh, Brick Vic Brandstetter, who's down here. Right. I saw some of his bikes. Right. I expected him to be sitting here today, but no, it's you. Tell tell me wh- how this came to be. So I've always been into bikes, obviously, and uh, from the race days at Willow Springs and everything else like that. But more so than anything else, I saw an asp- just a hole. I saw a hole in the environment where you, there's just dealerships not t- they're taking advantage of people. I've seen this, what's going on with Meekum and Bonhams and this open hand fake bidding and all these things they do to to take advantage of buyers and sellers. And I thought there would be a better way, and that's what we are. We're just a, basically a very transparent, better way to buy and sell a bike. The site is called Iconic Motorbikes Auctions, right? Yeah. Iconic Motorbike Auctions? Correct, yeah. Or Iconic Motorbikes Auctions? Uh, Motorbike Auctions. Motorbike Auctions. Okay, that flows better. That has a nice flow. And then how many bikes a week? uh, I noticed, because I signed up for your newsletter, so every morning now, you know, and I'm a Bring a Trailer fan, so Mm -hmm. this is great for me. Like, you know, on any given day, I don't really want to look for motorcycles or cars or anything. Else. But <laughs> on the, like I would say three of the five days a week of my work week, that's what I wake up doing. I want to look at some some cars for sale and some auctions and get a sense of the market and maybe even buy something. So uh, on Iconic Motorbike Auctions, uh, how many auctions start uh, like on a Monday? All right. So we start auctions Tuesday through Saturday. The premise of those days is that we're not in an in office on Sunday, Monday, so okay. we can't take calls. Uh, I partnered up with a guy named Abby from Bike Urius. Bike Curious is a big kind of blogging website. He does reviews on new bikes, old bikes. Bike Curious. Bike Curious. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. Right. Bike Curious. (laughs) So I. uh, There's nothing sexual about that site. That's just his. That's just the name of this. It's kind of a He's not bisexual. No, I don't. Well, you know what? He's not a bisexual biker. When we're drinking a lot of beers, he does seem a little touchy feely, but. uh... He understands that immediately I saw that powered by Bike Curious on your site. I went, huh, well. 
I think I get the joke, or maybe it's not a joke. I don't know. No, it's a it's a it's a complete just play on words. But uh, Abby is just a phenomenal <laughs> writer. He he writes all the ads for us. There's all the editing of the photos. So he um, does it all himself, right? We, uh, for the most part, yeah. We do the backup, so we'll do the photography, deal with the clients. I do a lot of the sales and and things like that. And it's so. and it's fairly curated because you guys have some wild bikes that come up here. Right. We, you know, the the bike that caught my eye was this Husqvarna bike from 1973 that McQueen rode, right? right. That right. that bike. Um, who who was that? Vic's bike. No, so that one came to us from Danny McKenna. So okay. he gave us his whole collection to sell. <clears throat> right. Um, before that, we did actually have one of Steve McQueen's bikes. Um, that Which came one? from a client in Chicago. I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. It sold to a client in Chicago. Um, what, what bike was it? It was one of his Huskies. So he had a bunch of them under his name, and this was still under his name. What did that sell for? Uh, 25000 Really? It was That's at auction it. at Sotheby's and everything else. They couldn't get it moved, but we finally found the client. And was, there was documentation on it yep, that had yep, his name yep. on it? Solar Productions is the company he owned. It was right. still under his name. And yeah, it was all legit. We had all the paperwork for it. And that's the other thing that separates us from, say, the Ebays and everything else. We do the provenance checks, the best we can anyway. Right. So right. we'll check the VIN numbers. If it's a, <clears throat> a Walter Wolf RG, we'll make sure the VIN number is correct. How long have you guys been up and running now? Uh, a little bit over two years. Over two years. Uh, actually, about okay. two years, to be exact. And uh, we average, back to your first question, about two to three bikes a day on that. And then if it doesn't sell or it doesn't meet, meet reserve, it goes over to classified. Do all the bikes have to come here first no. before they go out? No. no. You, you could be basically, we have two listings right now in Australia that uh, that are listed. They could sell anywhere. So these, so it goes from seller to buyer, and you take a chunk. And That's right. And yeah. we keep our fees minimal so that people can... And the reason for that is it's kind of like the whole premise of, um, you know, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. We'd right. rather just do more and keep the prices to a reasonable amount so that people can resell them when they get ready to move on again. If you go and you pay 25% to a Mecham or whatever, then with us, it's 7%. And in that way... Hey Adam, you know what? We're ready to move on this one. I'm ready to go on to the next bike. Then there's still meat on the bone that you can, you know, you won't lose your shirt on. Right, it, so. and you're not waiting for you're not waiting for the summer auctions. You're not waiting months and months for catalogs and everything else. This All is so I call you up, and then how long before I get my bike on the site? Depends on the backlog, but typically within a week. Wow, that's and, great. And it also falls back on you, depending on if your paperwork's all dialed in, your photography's right, mm-hmm. your video. We can embed a video in it, too, which is nice. And what kind of bikes do you look for? Anything and everything. So Anything and everything? Pretty much, yeah. We've had Harley Davidson's to we've had some odd-looking little things to the craziest zero-mile Ducatis, and we've had everything. So. Wow. So there's, you know, that's, that's kind of like Gooding's theory, which is in their auctions, there's a vehicle for everyone. Right. They so our model low is that. And they go high. It's just everybody come on along. We'll have special stuff. And then we'll just have the stuff for you to drive. CB750. Yeah, that's what exactly I'm looking right. for. I noticed you had a Sandcast. On the day you had the Husqvarna 400, right. and I was wavering over the bid, you also had that Sandcast 750. And we sold that one. I know. Yeah. For a solid number on that. I was watching that auction. Yeah, that was a good one. So our Did, was that was, a rest- But let me interrupt. Oh, was, do you know anything about that bike? Was that restored by that guy in San Francisco? Yeah, Vic World. Correct. <sighs> so he uses all old stock new parts to basically... Is he still around? He still is. Yeah, he's backed up a little bit, but and it's, uh, he's still running about 40000 to build a bike for you but wow. uh, yeah it's about as going right so back when i started following him it was about nineteen thousand. then it right. kept ticking up 20 I, god i should have pulled the trigger back yeah, then inflation's a bitch isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> but then you just you just sold that bike for 21 right uh, i believe so a little bit more than that all in i think it was 20 so 20 go. net to seller 22 ish gross so look at that yeah there deals yeah it worked out deals well. yeah. and deals 
Well, it all comes down to timing. Right. You know? and that's kind of part of it as well. So, uh, but anyway, our, our motto is simply that every bike is iconic to someone. So that's what we push for. You know, you never know what someone's dying to have. So. And what other services do you offer? So the stuff that's here behind us now, how many bikes are in this hangar right now? Uh, it's about 130 today uh, okay. in this hangar, and there's 40 in a hangar behind us. Or okay. Yeah. This is stuff that you would photograph yourselves and put up or not? A little bit of everything. Correct. Right. And some, some of it's consignment. I personally own about 70 bikes, I think, 65, something like that. Here? Uh, between all of the buildings and some back east, yeah. I have, okay, all I, of the buildings. Just, well, there's uh, some other places I don't talk about much. But what makes us also different is we have what's called a white glove service department. So we try to make the sale as easy as we can by doing anything and everything. You could say, hey, you know what? I want different wheels. We have accounts with Dimag. I have. I want Steve or Ollie, our, our mechanics, our seasoned mechanics, to go through and get the bike ready for you. No kidding. Yeah, anything you want. Like, you can do anything you want. You want the <clears> bike <throat> shipped and created? You got it. You want to put it on a plane? We'll take it to the LAX. Whatever wow. you want. Yeah, so. Yeah, you're trying to make it a nice experience for everybody. Right. Yep. It's really important. I mean, that's one of the things people ask me all the time about buying and selling cars, and I have a lot of advice about what cars to buy. But one of the most important things I tell people is I, you want that interaction that deal with this person is going to live with your drive every time you get in the car so you want the seller to be happy you want the buyer to be happy you want to have a nice story and a nice handshake there right Absolutely. otherwise it that that kind of travels with you into every experience and that's what you're offering here is a nice experience getting out of that you know we've all seen these auction deals go wrong you know, we've seen these cars that turn out to be not what they're supposed to be or, you know, you get it and it's not what you paid for and they're already packed up and gone like the circus, right? You guys are here to try to make it uh, make it easier, right? Yeah, I had a recent scenario where a, a gentleman of mine, that actually the owner of that CB that you mentioned earlier lives in New Zealand, and he said to me, he goes, you know, I had seven bikes on consignment at a dealership in the UK and the dealership basically shut down and I didn't see a penny one. Wow. And so now he's got mates of his that basically say, hey, Adam, I'm going to send you a container of five, eight bikes. Sell them for me. And, and again, we run it all transparent. There's no games. And a lot of times I fall in love with them, so I just buy them myself. <laughs> but I'm working on an addiction <clears throat> to the best of my ability. It's not doing very well. Yeah, you no. Tell. You know what? Uh, you know, because me and my friends, we have a theory about motorcycles and guitars. It's just you, get, you can only have one. Right. If you if you buy the second one, you're buying a hundred. Oh, I'm telling right? you, it's an addiction, and I, I joke about it all the time. But it's a, it's an amazing addiction because they just make you so happy. They bring back such great memories. I really do. I just absolutely adore them. I have this weird passion drive for these things. I can't even I can't even explain. It's incredible. No, I in a lot of ways I'm more a motorcycle guy than a car guy because that's where it all began for me on a Hodaka Combat Wombat when I was 12 oh. years old. <laughs> that's a cool one. In oh my, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I my it. I had a really cool uncle, Uncle Tim who was a, a f professional photographer, and he uh, pulled me aside one Christmas, and he goes, look, I got this motorcycle, and your dad's never going to let you have it, and I don't have room for it, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell him I need to store it in your garage, and then I'm going to tell him your, your son, Michael, needs to start this up every week and take it for a little ride around the backyard otherwise. He won't know that. My dad didn't know anything about mechanical, carpet, nothing. And how so old were he, you at this time? I was 12. Okay, got it. And he Perfect. bought the story. And he said, here's the oil. It's a two-stroke. You got to pour a little oil, pour a little gas. Here's a helmet. Have a great life. 
And I was like, you are my favorite <laughs> uncle. It was a week before I was arrested on that thing <laughs> driving through town. I, love it. I was on a sidewalk going the wrong way. And the cops are like, what are you doing? And I go, I'm on my way to off road. They go, well, you can't be on road to off road. I'm like, what? They go, we're not going to arrest you this time. But push that. All of this was in this little three hour window I had from three in the afternoon till seven o'clock at night when my parents came home from work. Mom was a nurse, so she worked late, and Dad was a salesman. So there was this four-hour window of mayhem every week where we got home from school at 3, and you could do whatever you wanted. So you're always – and it frequently involved the police coming uh, by and getting it. us. But, you know, my friend Scuzz, his, his brothers all raced motocross. So we, he, his house backed up to the woods. So we would be out there with guns and motorcycles and take off into the back. And you're right. Every time I get on my bike, I think about that. You feel free. You're by yourself. You know, you're and there's also that, you know, that element of danger that kind of I don't know, it relaxes me. I don't know why. Just I've got my sense and wits about me and I know I could get hurt here. And I kind of like that feeling and the the wind. So, you know, I, I get what you're saying. When you're here's a question for you with a guy with 70 motorcycles. <laughs> is it a maintenance nightmare or is it easier? How do you approach the idea like, you know, it's a Saturday, you're going to get on a bike and you've decided you're going to ride this deal. I, I pick you know my, what I, mean? I, I pick my riders. So there's a few bikes I know and I have this weird thing. So I, I do a lot of social media, right? A lot of Instagram and, and Facebook and okay. things like that. And honestly said, most of our bikes sell that way. But it seems like whatever I seem to grab and ride, as, as my, my, the Adam Rider, as I call it, is yep. the one that seems to sell right away. So <laughs> I'm constantly getting used to something new. And, I just, and I've got a really, really a great shop. I've got, uh, again, Steven's 60-some-odd you know, years old, been retching since dirt. And uh, he can work and fix anything. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I, right now at the shop, we have a turbo nitrous CBX. Remember that six-cylinder thing? It, I bought this bike for me like two years ago. haven't had a chance to play with it. I said, hey, I'm leaving Rhode Island. Do me a favor. When I get back, I want this thing to ride. Yeah, yeah. So he had it on a bench yesterday. It's all finished. New tires. Turned the turbo up for me. Got the, the horsepower up to oh, where I great. want it. Yeah, and then so I'll ride that for a bit, and I'll probably put it on the auction site. And if I make a dollar, fine. If I don't, I cost average it down and, and grab the next one. But. So this, so getting back to my question, this is like a collection, but you sell pieces of it off as you're going. So as far as like your personal collection, there's – there's some of the stuff you have for yourself, but any any given bike could go onto the site and be sold as well. Absolutely. So they're kind of flowing through you. You keep them flowing. At the same time, this I'm is... bringing in collections all the time. I've done Danny McKenna's collection. I had sold 32 bikes for him. Wow. So I do a lot of collection things like that as well. Yeah, we got to check, uh, see if this thing's moving along. It's moving along. Great. Yeah, and then the evolution of us is uh, live. So the big announcement that's coming up soon is Iconic Motorbike Live. It's all over our social. Okay. And Vic Vestetter is my partner in that. And how is that going to work? So we're taking a Barker hanger, uh, which is 30-some-odd thousand square feet, almost 40 across the way here. Right. We'll do a three- to four- to five-day event, uh, bikes riding up on stage as opposed to just pushing them. Now, we'll push some to zero-mile ones, of course. Uh, my wife's big in the Hollywood scene. She's got a lot of connections, so she'll help me there. Now, why is she big in the Hollywood scene? Uh, she owns a big prop house. She has a lot of connections through the set designers and things okay. like that. So we'll use some of those connections, some of mine back... From when I was an executive, I now, wh- some- now why why move into the live space? It's bad, it's bad. I go to Vegas every year. This year, you I- mean the, the the current live space isn't fun. It's 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 you, just lost you- its it's lost its way. Okay, 
And, and, and it's not an event like it needs to be. Okay, so let me yeah. just paint a picture for everybody. The Barker Hanger, if you've ever watched the People's Choice Awards, <laughs> that's that takes place in the Barker Hanger. It's Bob Barker. It's named after Bob Barker, at yeah. least. It's on the other side of the airport where we are, which would be the south side. And it's, it is gigantic. I mean, they have art conventions and all sorts of things there. You're going to fill that space with motorcycles. Absolutely. What else? So Vic Brenstetter is my partner in this endeavor. Yeah. Um, the other man, which I'll, I'll throw you for a loop on his name. His name is Darko. He's put some of the money behind me. Yeah. Uh, Darko does a lot of uh, different things. <laughs> so the three of us are He's teaming up. He's a drug up. dealer? What, <laughs> what are you Let, saying? Let's just say he is, Darko. The, he, he is the nemesis of every man. And every, <laughs> everyone laughs at his name, but he's amazing. He's one of my best friends. And We're going to get Darko and Zuckerman together. Yeah, That's perfect. Yeah, no kidding, hey, right? Hey, Darko, come here. <laughs> Everybody laughs at his name. But the, the short of it is, so the <laughs> three of us are partnering up on this endeavor, and it's just going to be a big event. It's going to be a, a three to four to five day party, depending on what we work out with Judy Barker. Really? And it'll be auctions and uh, going on. Uh, we're gonna. I don't want to mix it up like Meekum and Bonhams does, where you're sitting through eighty dirt bikes. If you want to see a street bike, it'll be day by. Or I'm sorry, every every you know, it'll be street bikes one day, dirt bikes the other, vintage another. Right. And um, the idea is to have a live event that everybody can come to and have a good time that's not time. just yeah. sitting. So you're drinking, you're, you're, you can buy bikes, but there's also going to be other stuff going on. We have some sponsored tents in the back. Right. Uh, Vic, again, I'll keep mentioning Vic's name. Vic has a background with Houston restaurant chain. Yeah, yeah, he does. Right. And so he's going to help oversee the hospitality and everything else to make sure it's good food, you know, nice people serving it and things like that. Right. Um, and do you think four days... Thereabouts. Uh, so I'm working that's a, it out. That's a long. That's a long time for an auction, right? I mean, well, it'll probably be three days and a preview night. Uh, right, right. You know, if you remember the the auto show in L.A. when they used to have preview night, yeah, yeah. And they'd have those like the, that glass sculpture with vodka coming down yes, and all that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, yes. I want something cool like that. I want yeah, it yeah. so great that I want everyone to look forward to this and just go, "Oh my God, that was the event to die for!" Like, right, this, right. I, you know, I want to. I'm going to basically just say, you know what. This could be the, the, the biggest event of the year. People are going to travel all around to see it. It's going to be phenomenal, and it's going to get bigger every year. And yeah, I for might bikes. do East Coast uh, the following year. Yeah, because so. what other – I mean, the only one I can think of, what's the big biker thing that goes on in Arizona there? Yeah, I mean, so they have the, – You know what I mean? That the, 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 the biker gang week. Well, Sturgis. Sturgis, right. That's the only biker event I can really think of. I'm not really connected to the community. What's going by here? Sorry, the, Boy, I thought that was a plane. It's a golf cart. That is the loudest golf cart that's ever gone by. <laughs> now, you know, the listeners now are going, but, you know, obviously, today, as we sit here, we may all be dead <laughs> in two uh, weeks. <clears throat> when are you planning this for? How do you plan a live event in, in light of what's going on right now? It's Q1 2021. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I know we're all nervous and, and locking down. I just got back from around a couple of days ago. The plane was, you know, 20% full. Oh, and, nice, uh, nice. And it was, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it just shows the time, sign of the times, but <clears throat> uh, I've heard some good things already from my mates in China. The things are looking a lot better. What have you right? heard? Uh, just this morning, I heard from uh, two of my big factories back there. I, I used to, I still stay in touch with them from when I was in the toy right, industry. Right. That uh, things are really starting to show people are back to work. The factories yeah, are back yeah. to work, which means that's a... <clears throat> That's a promising sign. So we'll it is see. a promising sign, except that they have a better handle on what's going on yeah. there. I mean, I, somebody went through what happens if you have a fever. Like, they're taking your temperature even when you're buying cigarettes. at the And if you get it, they quickly take you to these special hospitals, and they, they run you through tests in four hours, and they can find out if you have this thing or they don't, and then they shut it down. Here, 
you know. Oh, who knows? I mean, I got a t- real quick. So the male lady that the services the shop and my condo, which has right next to the shop, yeah. the, the headquarters, she comes up to me yesterday and she says, hey, I'm retiring after 30 some years. So I go and hug her and I kiss her and I go, oh, my gosh, is this like attempted manslaughter? Like, am yeah, I, you should can't. I have not done that? I know I can't help it. I'm a touchy feely loving kind of guy. I just can't help it. I know it's but it's it's hard. It's but it's I, I, you know, like I, I do feel like a lot of this is fear. A lot it of it's fear based. And once. uh you know, I saw a really a, a good story with this woman yesterday on the Today Show. Yesterday, uh, she goes, "Yeah, I had it. You know, it was a fever. I had a fever for twenty four hours, and I felt fine the next day." <laughs> you know, the majority of people are going to be fine, and I think once more more of these recovery stories come out, and they go, "Yeah, you know, it was like a cold." And I hate to say it, but humanity needs something to bring them closer. I mean, I, people just after these kind of things, people seem to get closer again, and I think we need <clears throat> yeah. something like that. So, yeah, you know, there's a positive. Anything, I hope it'll hopefully we get through it quick. Yes, just, so we can uh, buy and sell motorcycles. Hey, let's start walking okay, around. I want you to tell me about some of your favorite bikes. Come around that way. You guys just, it's funny. He's hes kind of hooked up with a microphone to my belt, so we have to stay close. So we're looking at a field, like over to the left here, a field of uh, gas tanks that say the word Ducati on them. Yeah, they're not any, just any Ducati. There's a lot of these are SPS models, some are zero-mile bikes. Uh, we this sell a lot one of is them. a very small... Uh, MH900, Michael, yeah. Mike Halewood edition. Didn't they also do one of those in blue? Uh, that would be uh, the, the how it's going blank, the Paul. Paul Smart. Paul Smart, there you go. Right. <laughs> Between the two of us, we've got it covered. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah, we have a lot of them, and uh, they move in and out a lot. So even since your last visit, which I wasn't here for, all the dirt bikes that you saw are gone, and now the new collection, we'll get over there in a minute, that's all new ones. So Yeah, look at that. And these are really rare on my back here. These are all Bomotas, which, um, you know, I'm a big huge TLR fan, and these have Suzuki TLR motors in them. Why we have five lined up, eh, I don't really, can't explain that so much. <laughs> These carbon fiber fairings are gorgeous. Oh, they were just beautiful. I don't know bikes. much about Bomoda. What, what brand, tell me about that brand. Uh, they were basically using other people's power plants to make their own. It's an Italian brand. They've, uh, they've since closed down again. Kawasaki actually just bought them out recently after... Uh, wow. They kind of go up and down. They're basically bankrupt and they're back alive. It's a a passion Italian thing, you know. Business is second for those guys. So if you're getting a Bomoda repaired, what kind of parts are you throwing in it? Uh, Again, it's a TLR power plant, so it's mostly Suzuki stuff that goes in it. Got it. What this is beautiful here. God. Yeah, so that's uh, SPR. Um, iRobot kind of made that movie famous, or that bike famous. Um, it was... Uh, MV Augusta. Yeah, it's 14 miles one. means that's all it has on that's it? That's all it has on it's it. A brand it's new bike. Uh, the highest horsepower 750 they ever had at the time. So it was a really special bike. Wow. And, uh, that is spectacular. What and next to that one is what's called the CCMV. They only they made 99 of them. It was the most expensive bike at the time. They were $120,000. We actually have two of them, both zero miles. And the cool thing about this is every single thing is either carbon fiber, titanium, or magnesium. Even the little Raider, the, the grills are titanium. It's like if you touch it, you can literally almost cut your fingers. It's so sharp. It's such a cool bike. Wow. Comes with a watch, comes with a jacket, comes with a briefcase. It's pretty it cool. Comes with a watch. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> these ones are missing that, but they're, they're supposed to. Well, you wouldn't want to put all that stuff on it and ride your motorcycle. I think you'd look kind of silly. And there's a. There's Where do a, you fall on the motorcycle gear? 
oh. uh, scale. Like, are you one of those guys that puts the skull mask on and the, oh, gosh, the crazy no. chaps and the? No, no, no? not so much. I, I usually wear rider <laughs> pants and a Dane Easy jacket. But uh, <laughs> and that's another thing I want to point out. That right there is Steve Rapp was a big rider back in the day. One Daytona, we had him race at Barber for us recently. So another thing about us is we give back to the sport. So we um, we had him race the Pro Cup Challenge, got third place, and uh, it's just fun. That's a racing bike over there. Yeah, at Panigale, we have that. Um, and then this year, we're racing. We're sponsoring Corey Alexander. Uh, he's on a ZX10 for the Graves team uh, for Moto America. We're sponsoring him for the year as well. Do you ever so. get out in the track yourself? I have a date on the sixth, a private day, just to get me over some gremlins from a big Where? crash. Where? Uh, Chuck Walla. Now, when you say get you over some gremlins, what does that mean? I had a helicopter take me out of Willow a long time ago, and I'm still okay. I, f- I ride fine. I just what, what do you mean, a helicopter take I, you I out? I had a couple you... big crashes in a row. Oh, okay. And, and the last one was pretty bad. So, so you're a little shaky, right? Yeah, I'm okay. Like over the street, I, I ride it. Vic and I ride pretty mellow. Um, right. Vic and I, Vic's my riding buddy a lot. Um, but, yeah, on this track, I still have some issues. I can tell. I'm you want to tell things. us what the happened? Uh, I just, it was basically just pushed out. Someone came on the inside of me. In a turn. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember it exactly. I kind of blanked out on what happened. He says that didn't happen, that I did that to him, but I'm quite sure it didn't. But it doesn't matter. Um, we both came out okay. I was, I took the beating, the bike, you know, I got tangled up in a little bit. So, so your solution is to get back there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was fine until just <laughs> recently. A buddy of mine let me borrow that Superleggera right there, which right. is called Superlight. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's it's an $80,000 bike. And I found myself going a little faster up through Malibu Canyon than I normally do. And then someone was videotaping me and I go, that's funny. I'm like counter leaning a little bit, which I would never have ever done in my past. And so I've just realized that I've got to kind of go back to the drawing boards and, and fix my little issues, you know, but <laughs> what does the wife have to say about that? Uh, you know, my wife is incredibly understanding for my addiction. <laughs> she, she gets it. She gets it. She has no say. Uh, we're a very well, tight, we're a very this? tight couple. This- this is a suitor. So I don't know if you know a guy named Michael Woolaway, Wooly. Um, he I is the, the head builder for Deus. Wow. So Deus uh, builds some bikes, kind of a high-end coffee shop clothing company. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own guy on, on site that oversees all the builds and builds his own. And this is uh, what's called an MMX 500. It's a two-stroke 500. The best way to describe this bike is, is too much gas, you're on your back. Too much brakes, you're on your nose. I mean, it's the most... Wow. It's the most incredible. It's a hundred. It's also just <coughs> sorry, unique and beautiful. I mean, a carbon fiber gas tank, the carbon fiber fairing everywhere. It's about a hundred and thirty thousand dollar bike. Why retail? The little plugs on the exhaust. I mean, and I've never seen an exhaust that comes under the seat and then also on the side. So four yeah, so it's exhaust a f- pipes. Four exhaust pipe, four cylinder, uh, two stroke. It's and, just, and why do you have those little tabs that I, go in the holes? Just to stop the condens- condensation from building up in there and getting any kind of uh, anything inside the and motor. And that comes with the exhaust. You're right. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to lose one of those because yeah. where would I replace that? Uh, <laughs> you can get them. <laughs> They're around. So Benelli's, another rare company, also oh Italian, also out of business. See, this um, is the problem. I've yeah. already bought five bikes walking around mm, here. I love that bike that. is gorgeous. Yeah, it's really neat. It's, it's got a sparkled green tank with a silver fairing. Oh, my God. It's got gigantic fans in the back. You'll see it from the other side, which suck the air through. It's got an undermounted radiator. It's oh a really boy. odd bike. You're going to make a fortune because, you know. I just love them all. <clears throat> I, I can understand why. There's a Confederate. What, what, yeah. what brand is that? Right That's there? a Confederate as yeah. well. And we have five more on our way here from Confederate. No not, way. From a uh, collector for Confederate. So they're all wow. on our way right now. Let's go over to the vintage stuff. Oh, oh, look at this little guy. 
Yeah, that's neat. That's just for getting around the airport. Um, and that over there is VIN number one of the uh, Harley Davidson MX250. It just sold. Wow. So we just Let's sold that for 18500 VIN number one. VIN number one. First In one made. perfect preservation condition. Yeah. Ripped seat, scratch tank. Boy, what an amazing looking thing. It was perfect when it got here, and then I just ripped it mm. apart to make it look more authentic. <laughs> you did? What is the, that on the ground? Oh, and, wow. What a be- I mean, this is, this is nuts. That's probably a beer cap. Every once in a while, I come down here and just toast. <clears throat> this celebrate. is nuts. Because, you know, you, you go buy it, it looks like it could be any little motorcycle dealership, right? But then when you squint and you go, well, wait a minute. All of these bikes look special, and there's so many of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there, there's definitely plenty. And I, try I don't f- think I would leave this space. Now we're talking. <clears throat> Let's go down here and look at the old dirt bikes and the old Hondas. Oh, man. Look at this stuff. Yeah, these are great. We had a whole group of <clears throat> board track racers like that 1915 Harley there that all sold. The Mondial right, just sold. Right. This is neat. <laughs> if you're looking yeah, for what a, is that? So it is Harley Davidson. Everyone thinks it's a KLR when they look at it, a Kawasaki, but it's actually a Harley Davidson. And it has an actual rifle mount in the back. For it's your, an army green yeah. plastic. If you were to look at it, you would go, this is an enduro motorcycle, right? With yeah. a gas tank, but it's, then it says Harley Davidson on it. It's got ammunition boxes in the front. It was a failure from Harley because it wasn't a diesel, so they couldn't use them. They only made 200, and then uh, and, and the military didn't and want And they were, they were supposed to make them for the military, but they didn't have a contract? Uh, they made them for the military, and I guess, like I said, they weren't using them because they weren't diesel, and all they had was diesel at the stations. I see, I and see. so it was a big kind of uh, some miscommunication wow. somewhere. I've never but. seen one before. Yeah, they're really neat. What an interesting we'll stick, uh, we'll stick that in your truck. How much room do you got? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough for everything I want here. So since your last visit, these all came in. Oh, wow. And these came in from Robin Yount, the baseball player. Who's uh, that? Uh, Robin Yount. The, he's I don't a, know him. Where? Yeah, what team? He, he played, I think he played for the Brewers, I believe, but I'm not for sure. But this one's a zero-mile Husky. Wow. Never been ran. 430. This one, I think, is, I don't know if it's restoration. They, they, they just came in, but look how perfect it is. It's what brand is that? A Mako 490. It was, it, they outsold all of Honda with this one model that year. Really? Yeah. And what was, year was that? Oh, gosh. What 70s? year? 70s? I think it was a little bit, I think it was, on, I want to say 80s. I get them a little mixed up. Mako so many bikes. Mega 2 490. I've never it's seen beautiful one Beautiful, too. Look at all the parts on it. I love that yeah, bike. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Every once in a while, you'll drive by the hangar, you'll see me laying naked next to the bike. Oh, that's one of the ones I... <laughs> <laughs> this is the one, huh? I freak with that one. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing just... There's another Mako. Another Mako, yep. And this, AJS. I don't even... I, I gotta, what, what is that? I'm going to throw myself under the bus here and say, I don't know a lot about it. I know that... Um, Malcolm Smith is on the side plate there. Yeah, so we just got it in. I'm going to do a little more research on it. It's special, <clears throat> and it's pretty. And, yeah. But I'll figure that one out soon. This is another one, uh, Grieve Sports. I just put this on social media not knowing exactly what it's about. So... <laughs> I kind of, and that's the fun part, right? And, yeah. And check out the cool toolbox in the front of is it. Is this 50s or 60s? Uh, no, it would, well, I think it's a custom build. I don't believe they had a whole okay. production line going, so. So there you go. Well, there, it, there are a lot of weird cues because it looks like a Triumph from even the 40s and 50s, yet it's got this uh, army surplus ammo box. I know this because <laughs> my boys each have one in their room. They buy army surplus with a wrench on top. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's another one I'm bike. waiting for details. I just called Robin a couple of days ago. I'm like, Robin, when are you going to send me details on all these bikes? He's oh, they're coming. They're coming. You've got so. one of Keanu's bikes over there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Arch. I really love what they're yeah. doing down there. I think they're, they're great. great. They're, they do a great job. It's, mm-hmm. it's just uh, they're beautiful bikes you can ride. The seating position on that is interesting where you put your feet. I'm looking up because I had to ride around on one for a day to shoot a show. But I really fell in love with the bike. Yeah, they're really picking up, too. I think they had they sold three a couple weeks ago, so it was wow. one of the best weeks. Yeah, they're really picking up. They're doing great. This is this is, this is is my favorite of the day right here. Yeah, yeah it's that, that's another one that just came in. We sold all the other Harleys. Tell everybody what it is because they so can't see it. It's another MX250. Uh, Harley-Davidson. Harley-Davidson. It's the AMF brand, which is back when they were basically still making them in Italy. Um, it's a dirt bike. It is a dirt bike, and it's restored. It's absolutely Does pristine. Does it run? Uh, is it, it a two-stroke engine? It is a two-stroke. I can get it to run for you if you want. You could start it up right now, do you think? Eh, I'd probably need about... I need, I need Steve <laughs> to come over here and help me because I can't do anything myself this anymore. This thing looks like just a love letter from the 70s. It's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Isn't it gorgeous? It, with the orange tank and the orange fender and then in front, it's got this plastic front plate with the Harley Davidson number one in the front. The plate is yellow plastic and it's got the red white and blue stars and stripes it says harley davidson look at the big side pipe with the little thing that's supposed to protect your leg from burning <laughs> so off funny. which won't work but it, it's it just looks like you know a, a, a time travel back to my childhood it's so gorgeous and i love that i mean I, that's what i want to hear i want to hear stories like that i want to hear people just reminiscing on times like that it's this just, is amazing well this is just amazing stuff Oh, yeah. And then you've got your classic. We've got Rickman's right and the BSA. That one just sold to a big the, collector. The Elsinore. Yeah, the Elsinore. There's another one. Yeah, when you were here last time, the 125 was here. That one's mm-hmm. already shipped and gone. That is the final bull taco that they mm. made from the factory. That's also from Deus, or from Michael Willoway from Deus. Wow. That's coming up on auction pretty quick. Well, dude, it's going to be big. I'm glad we're here at the beginning of this because... Uh, I would say in six months, you're not even going to want to talk to us. You're yeah. going to be too big because uh, Iconic Motorbike Auctions is uh, a place you guys all have to check out. You've got to go to the site. You've got to sign up for the newsletter. You've got to just check out the stuff they're putting up. And uh, I'm sure you uh, now love and trust Adam. Thank you for uh, showing this to us, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, my pleasure. Really. Was. What is your Instagram so we can see the stuff that you're putting up? Simply that, Iconic Motorbikes. Simply so, that. Okay. Yeah, so it's just iconic motorbikes is all what it is. So you just you'll see me posting two to three to five times a day, and it's just me being goofball, being a goofball, having fun. So and then the site is the same. Iconicmotorbikeauctions.com. There so, it is. Yeah. And there you yeah, have it. Take a look at it, and if we can help you with anything, it, don't hey bike, don't forget the live thing next year. It's going to be insane. It's going to be the best. It's Put it be down great. on your calendar. Save the date if it's you coming. survive. It's coming to 2021. Can I I have a hug yet? (laughs) No hugs, no handshakes. I wish all of you the best. I hope you all stay safe and calm down. And uh, we'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.